0: Hello, hello, and welcome to the second episode of the American Pastime. I'm your host, James Bigler, and let's get right into it. In this episode, I'll be continuing from where I left off on last episode, which was in 1960, and when the last Negro League officially shut down. We'll be finishing this episode at the current day and state of this game. Let's go. The Los Angeles Angels expansion franchise brought the American League to the West Coast in 1961, and the Major League season was increased from 154 to 162 games. This helped Roger Maris break Babe Ruth's long-standing single-season home run record, which which is one of baseball's most cherished records. Three more new franchises were formed in the 1961-1962 season, in addition to the Angels. Each league now had ten teams after this, the first major expansion in 60 years. I'm not done talking about Babe Ruth and all the racial integration related things, so I'll now move on move into the start of the Age of Steroids when a bunch of the attendance records were set. Former United Steelworkers Chief, Chief Economist and negotiator, negotiator Marvin Miller, who was elected executive director in 1966, led the players' union to greater boldness. Pitchers in the major leagues were regaining their dominance on the field. In an effort to restore balance after the night after the nineteen sixty-eight season, the strike zone was shortened and the pitchers' mounds dropped from fifteen to ten inches in height. Both the National and American League gained two more expansion teams in nineteen sixty-nine, and both leagues were divided into two divisions, with a postseason playoff structure leading to the World Series. Curt Flood of the St. Louis Cardinals filled the first serious legal challenge. To the reserve clause, the same year, the first general pl- player strike in the major league major leagues occurred in 1972, postponing the start of the season by two weeks. The American League implemented the designated hitter rule the following year and attempted to add in an attempt to add more offense to the game. When the reserve clause was essentially torn down in 1975, the union's power and player salaries began to rise dramatically, paving the way for the fee of. A- for the free agency system in 1977 the american league added two more expansion teams significant labor stoppages happened in 18 18- in 1981 and 1994 forcing the world series to be canceled for the first time in 90 years <sighs> uh, since the mid-set 1970s attendance had been gradually increasing with the majors achieving an all-time high for per game attendance in 1994 just before the strike After the 1993 season, the major leagues were restructured again, this time into three divisions apiece. Thanks to the addition of two more expansion teams, that year, and again in the short 1994 season, offensive production, particularly the amount of home runs, had soared. This tendency persisted once play began in 1995, and non-division winning wildcard Clubs became a permanent component of the postseason. In 1997, regular season interleague play was introduced, and the second highest full season attendance record was established. Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa also broke Mary's decades-old single season home run record the following year, and two more expansion franchises were added. The National and American Leagues ceased to exist as legal bodies in 2000, while their, ident- while their identities were kept for scheduling purposes, the regulations and other services they had previously controlled individually, such as player discipline and umpire supervision, were combined under the major major league baseball umbrella. Barry Bonds set the current mark of seventy three home runs in a single season in two thousand one. Although there had been although although there had long been room- rumors that the tremendous increase in power hitting was caused in major part by use of illegal steroids, the issue only became widely publicized in 2002, and there was no consequence for using performance-enhancing substances prior to 2004. Bonds surpassed Hank Aaron as the all-time home run leader in 2007, while total big league and minor league attendance both achieved all-time highs. Despite the fact that McGuire, Sosa, and Bonds, along with many other players, including legendary pitcher Roger Clemens, were impl- implicated in the steroid misuse scandal. Their and other sluggers' accomplishments had become the major league's defining draw. In contrast, the professional games were covering popularity following the 1994 stoppage, Little League enrollment was on the, dec- on the decline. It peaked in 1996 and then decreased 1% a year for the next decade. The balance between bat and ball swung dramatically in 2010. Dubbed the year of the pitcher because of, because of more string- stringent testing, and san- sanctions for performance-enhancing drug use. The strikeout rate was higher than it had been in a half a century, and runs per game fell to its lowest level in 18 years. MLB changed regulations before the start of the 2012 season, increasing the number of wildcard clubs as- accepted to the playoffs from one to two per league. The expansion to the playoffs resulted in the addition of yearly one-game playoffs between each league's wildcard clubs. So the 2010s would be the, pit- would, be- would be the pitcher's time for vengeance. As baseball's war on steroids and am- amphetamines turned once-feared sluggers and mortals, the balance was restored and skewed in favor of the pitchers as the decade pr- progressed. The new kings of the hill weren't simply confined to the aces, but the mystifying Clayton Kershaw, the magnificent the magnificent Felix Hernandez, and the electrifying Max Scherzer, to mention a few, provided plenty of represent- representation. Opposing teams would have to scrape and claw their way through a seemingly unending line of levers, dialing up a mix of high of high nineties heat and smooth off speeds offerings that made even the best of all stars seem stupid. In reaction, batters attempted to outmuscle the new pitching paradig- paradigm rather than outsmart it. For most major league batters, it was shamelessly boom or bust, with more and more of their play appearances coming in one of the three outcomes. A strikeout, walk, or home run. For better or worse, every year over the decade, the bar for overall strikeout totals would be reset as sure as the sun setting in the West, while home run totals would follow suit, and by 2019, reach record breaking proportions. Major League Baseball's reluctance to remove the rulebook from read only mode grew as old style baseball basics w- wan- waned. The debut of complete video review, which essentially made every close call on the field, sands, balls, and strikes, subject to replay, was the most significant change. Baseball's other rising concern of the decade-longer games was aggravated by stopping ap- the action to get it perfect, as average length of a games surpassed three hours. The game's brain trusted, trust debated whether more improvements were required to improve the pace. The restrictions for pursuing revenue off the field altered as well. New edges were sought because the most because most clubs were comfortable with maximizing earnings within their contemporary ballparks. They were fir- they were first discovered in multi-billion-dollar regional broadcast deals with rewards topping three hundred million dollars a year for the for the Los Angeles Dodgers. Later, clubs delved into the field of real estate, acquiring tracts of land to establish mixed-use developments as appealing complements to their ballparks. Baseball's main cash cow with its self-created MLB Advanced Media, which centralized control of all 30 team websites, supplied game coverage through its popular MLB TV streaming service, and was believed to be valued well into the billions by the decade's end. Teams operating within their means took a variety of pathways to championship triumph within the lines. The, ex- the success of the San Francisco Giants and late in St. Louis Cardinals, who won four of the first five World Series in the decade, highlighted the philosophy of mind over batter shunning star egos in favor of meticulously orchestrated roster, cohesion, and stingy pitching from starter to closer. Later in the decade, a more fashionable trend was to burn it all down and start over, relying on a pool of top prospects to develop in the stars at a reasonable cost. This tanking strategy resulted in World Series parades for the Kansas City Royals in 2015, Houston Astros in 2017, who cheated, and Chicago Cubs when 2016 finally ended over a century of futility with a long-awaited fall classic victory. The 2020 arrived, and the pandemic that the whole world went through officially arrived. The season was delayed about two weeks, but it started the season with some problems revolving around the pandemic, but got through them and finished a 60-game season. The postseason also went very well, and the Dodgers won the World Series. The start of the 2021 season went very well, with being able to start the season at the time they would like they would like to, and with the COVID ac- vaccine being more and more ac- accessible, the 2021 season is reverting, is reverting back to its regular 162-game schedule, and has been going very successfully for the first bit of the season. So that is where we stand in today's age. I would say it's doing pretty good so far. And this will be the end of this episode. Now, I hope you guys enjoyed it. And this will be the end of the season for this podcast. And we'll see you maybe next season.